podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Here comes Bosco's Boys, here comes Bosco's Boys, right down Bosco's Boys Lane. Santa Claus, Scott, and all the boneheads on Willie's crazy train. Chauncey's chewing on a crimson elephant toy, what a beautiful noise. Hang your stockings and fill them with sugar, here comes Bosco's Boys. Boys are back, and it is time for our Tuesday episode. This is Tuesday, December 27th. As you guys are listening to this, I'm recording this on Boxing Day. I want to talk about, and this will probably be a shorter episode, but I want to talk about why New Year's Eve, why December 31st is going to be such a massive game, not only for the football team, but for the men's basketball team as well. But before I do, I want to talk about Manhattan Brewing Company. It is the best craft brewery in the entire state of Kansas. And while Christmas may be over, you know, it's the third day of Christmas as you guys are listening to it. Don't give yourself three French hens. Give yourself, you know, three pints or more from Manhattan Brewing Company. I've been talking about how there are a lot of liquor stores, a lot of craft beer stores in the state of Kansas where you can get four packs from. And folks, do it. When you see it in the liquor store, grab a couple four-packs. If they're not in your preferred liquor store, don't commit a crime, but ask for them to do it. Be a little obnoxious if you need to. Be a little obnoxious and tell them that you want Manhattan Brewing in your liquor store. But here's the thing. It's always best to get it from the source. And Manhattan Brewing Company usually has upwards of 10 different delicious, amazing, and unique craft beers, and also a fully stocked bar where they're slinging out some signature cocktails as well. So the next time you're in Manhattan, whether it's to ring in the new year, see some basketball games, check out Manhattan Brewing Company the next time you're there. All right, as I talked uh, in, in that little intro again, this will not be this will not be a super long episode. Uh, but you know what? I'm getting, I'm getting to, I'm getting to five episodes this week before you know this run dies in January. <sighs> you know, part of me is gonna miss doing five episodes a week, but that's okay. A larger part of me will not miss it. Uh, I, I want to talk about why Saturday is going to be such a massive. Day not only for the football team but for the men's basketball team as well. Let's start off with football because this will be a bigger conversation if things go our way on Saturday. And I am pumped, folks. I am pumped for it. All of you who are going down there, I have major FOMO. Please, please travel safely. Please travel safely. I know there is uh, a a lot more. cancellations they had anticipated especially with a certain airline and some folks are deciding hey uh, we're getting in our cars and we're just driving just just everyone travel safely uh so this this will be a bigger conversation 
if things go our way on Saturday. But I truly believe what is at stake on Saturday is the claim for the greatest season in K-State football history. Now, I'm not saying this is the best team. I'm not saying, uh, you know, that this team would beat all other teams. I'm not, I'm not saying that. But if you look at, at it as a resume, the greatest season in K-State football history. Now, we're going to have to wait a while, and we're going to have to see how some of these other bowl games go to see if we can match, you know, the top six ranking of all time. You know, that is our high watermark. We've hit it three times where we have finished the season ranked sixth. Ironically enough, none of those also included a Big 12 championship, a conference championship. And every year where you have a conference championship win, you do not have a bowl win to go with it. Now, I I think some other folks may disagree with me. And again, you're talking greatest season of all time. We're talking resumes. But I don't think you can really include... You know, the the team, the year that I think almost everybody says is the best team of all time, 1998. You know, what does this team have on 1998 season? They have a conference championship. Quite easy. 1998 doesn't have a marquee bowl win. 1998 has a momentous win at home. 1998 has a top 10 finish. Which again, K-State doesn't win on Saturday. They don't upset Alabama. Uh, The the conversations get a lot more interesting. Than it really is about how folks value winning the conference championship versus postseason ranking versus historic type of wins becomes a very interesting conversation but of course they have the big 12 championship on 1998 and of course they lose that bowl game versus purdue of course in 2012 you have the loss versus oregon wasn't very competitive at all 2003, you have the loss versus Ohio State. It was competitive, but also a little bit of a dark cloud over, you know, that bowl trip as well. So if you put value in trophies in the trophy case, this is already the third or possibly fourth best season, greatest season, resume season of all time. Now, you check in with the 97 season, the only season, actually there were two seasons. There were two seasons where K-State only had one loss. But that is a win in the Fiesta Bowl over a Donovan McNabb. You know, the Cotton Bowl win, the Cotton Bowl, while a big bowl game, not at the prestige that it's currently held in. So the 2000 team. 
How does that rank up? The 99 team, only one loss, winning the Holiday Bowl. Holiday Bowl has never been uh, a super prestigious. It used to be, you know, basically what the Alamo Bowl is right now. You know, you look at the 94 or the 95 season, one of the, the other year where we finished ranked sixth. 10 and 2, the first 10 win season. Another one in the Holiday Bowl. 2002, another win in the Holiday Bowl. Finishing number six. Again, I think there are a lot of contenders for this crown. Regardless of what happens on Saturday, this really may be an argument. This might be a whole off-season show of what is the greatest season in K-State football history. Again, there is a little bit of a curse. There's a little bit of a black cloud that hangs over a lot of these seasons. And even if you do win on Saturday, some will say that Tulane loss really is a black cloud over this season as well. I don't know if I would go that far, but hey, I get it. Currently, as we sit here, K-State has the best win in all of college football. That win over TCU. I I think that has to count for something. I don't know. It's an interesting exercise. And and I'll talk more about this tomorrow. But there's just a lot on the line for that bowl game. Anyone who likes to talk about how bowl games do not mean anything. Bowl games are just pointless exhibitions. No. No, they do not. And especially right here at home in K-State Nation. You know, amongst the K-State fan base. That couldn't be more untrue because all you have to do is look to just last season. A somewhat disappointing 7-5 season as you have all this hope with Skylar Thompson returning. His injury kind of derails the entire season. And you're kind of, you end up firing your offensive coordinator after two losses late in that season. But a bull win, a dominating bull win over an LSU team that had far more opt-outs than what Alabama are going to have. And then all of a sudden, the narrative of that season, when you look back on that season, everything completely changes. We've already seen it so far in bowl season, and everyone heard my rants yesterday. The only people who try to talk about how bowl games don't matter are suits who live in New York and aren't real college football fans. I'm pumped for Saturday. Again, uh, I'll talk more about it tomorrow in the preview episode, and I I think we're going to talk a lot about it all offseason long about Where does this season rank up there amongst the quality, amongst the resume of all the others? Now, before we talk about massive game, the first Big 12 game in the Jerome Tang era also happening on New Year's Eve. Remember, we're sponsored by Charlie Hustle. 
Do you want a uh, a shirt to commemorate the seventh straight division title for that uh, pro football team in Kansas City? Do you want one of the iconic Kansas City Heart t-shirts? Do you want to be like me and own just about every single one of their insanely comfortable, insanely stylish, officially licensed K-State crewneck sweatshirts? Whatever you might be in the market for, check out charliehustle.com. I promise you, your next favorite t-shirt, crewneck, long sleeve shirt, hoodie, or joggers are just waiting for you. You can also check them out on the Country Club Plaza or select retailers in Manhattan as well. Alright, here we are getting ready for K-State West Virginia. Now, before this season started, West Virginia was one of those games where I was looking at the schedule and I said, all right, this is a team maybe we could even sweep. This is a team that we definitely should beat at home. Well, my friends, West Virginia is a top 10 team in the net rankings. They just got into the top 25 in the AP poll. And I imagine they are going to be favored coming to Bramlage Coliseum on Saturday. Now, if you are a ticket holder and you're going to New Orleans, please be sure to get your tickets in the hands of a K-State fan back here in Kansas. I'll be at the basketball game. I might be taking uh, you know Grant with me. Uh, and, and it's a massive one. When you look at the Big 12 and the latest Joe Lenardi bracketology, I think he has every every team, every team in the NCAA tournament. Obviously, that's not going to happen. That's not going to happen. We're all going to beat each other up. But we have two games to go off of on what this team has done. At an actual road game. And now I I believe we will probably improve. But you're in kind of need to see it to believe it territory. So that makes every single home conference game infinitely important. I believe. And I, I say it quite often. I've said it from the top for, for, for the entire offseason saying 18 and we're in. That's what we need. 18 wins and we're in. I, I don't know if that's going to be the case. I think for us to feel safe, for us to feel confident, unless you're splitting with all the marquee teams in the Big 12, I think we're going to have to get to 19. And sitting here at 11-1 and one, with a home game versus Florida still out there as well. Whew. That means you're going to have to win a lot of home games. <sighs> because I'm nervous about this team on the road. I am. And that's what makes this Saturday so important. 
This would be a quad one win. This is a game, I don't think it catapults you into the top 25. uh, Because West Virginia is just number four. I think we're unofficially at 31 receiving five votes. But it's a massive one. You know, there's a real chance you'll be battling with West Virginia for bubble spots. You look at rest of the conference, TCU's in the top 20. KU's in the top 5. Texas is number 6. Baylor's number 12. Iowa State's 9-2. Texas Tech, 9-2. Oklahoma, 9-3. Oklahoma State, 8-4. This is going to be a bar fight. This is going to be a brawl every single week. And you have to turn around and go to Texas the following Tuesday. And then you have to go to Baylor. And then you get Oklahoma State at home. It becomes so important to start 2-2. and It becomes so important to try your best to split every week, or at least if you look at it, four game stretches, to try to split every single one of those. If you go 9-9 nine and nine in the Big 12, you're going to be sitting back, drinking a IPA for Manhattan Brewing Company, wearing your Charlie Hustle K-State crew neck sweatshirt on Priceline, trying to find a hotel in whatever city we're going to in the NCAA tournament. We're going to have no worries. But what you don't want is to get behind the eight ball early and start playing catch up. And for better or worse, that means beating these teams who are in the top 25 when they come to your house. Bramlage needs to kind of go back to that old school octagon of doom, hostile place to play, a place that folks look at on their schedule and they say, look, we we would like to win in Bramlage, but we're not, we're, we're penciling that in as a loss. And the team has more to do, do about it than anyone, but the fans have to do their part as well. And it sucks. It, it really does suck. That, of course, the two massive postseason games for football coincide with two massive games with basketball um, to kind of prevent the doom returning. And it is what it is. I'm not, I, you got to play the games that are on your schedule. Sometimes the luck just doesn't go your way when it comes to scheduling. That's fine. But Saturday, being at home, being verse a team that everyone perceived as gettable when you try to project out the season, it makes it incredibly important. And this is a game where, look, Jerome Tang knows exactly what Big 12 basketball looks like. Marquise Noel knows what it looks like, and Isha Masood knows what it looks like. Ehrlich Maligine knows what it looks like. But that's it. 
And this is the first time Drum Tang is the head coach. This is the first time Yurik Malagi is the associate head coach. You know, th- this isn't a new position for Ish. This isn't a new position for Marquise Noel. But some of these guys who have played in the SEC, yeah, that's fine and dandy. The SEC in basketball has gotten a lot better. It has. I'm not going to sit here and say that SEC basketball is trash or anything like that. Overrated. I'm not going to do that. SEC basketball has gotten a lot better. There's a handful of guys who know what SEC basketball is like. But it's not Big 12 basketball. And it is definitely not playing Bob Huggins, a Hall of Fame coach. You know, so this is going to be a game where you could see players on our team kind of maybe getting ahead of themselves, getting in their own heads. It'll be the first time Jerome Tang has to take the court in a game. And from this moment forward, from this moment forward, every game except for the Florida game, but from this moment forward, for rest of the season, for rest of the season, every game is now going to be Jerome Tang's biggest game in his career. From now until the end of the season. Every game becomes the most important game in his career. Because whether or not we should have set the bar this high, most people had the bar set, hey, make it to the NCAA tournament. Whether that's realistic or not, I don't know. But going 11-1, there's nobody in K-State's fan base who's saying, hey, you know, if you make it the NIT, that's still fine. No, that's out the window. And that's the way I'm sure Jerome Tang and all those players want it. But it's a massive game because they're going to have to rise to the occasion. They're going to have to bring a little bit more juice than you probably would want to for your Big 12 home opener. But I believe in them. I think they can do it. And if they take care of business, we're all going to be sitting back and watching on Longhorn Network if you have access to it. And... That is, you know, you're on easy street. That would just be a cherry if you could win that. Because it would be job accomplished, mission accomplished. Every two-game stretch, grabbing one of them, it is mission accomplished. And then if you can bank one, if you can go 2-0, that's just going to be gravy, folks. But Saturday is a massive one. Again, you have what quite possibly could Cement this as the greatest season in K-State football history. And it could be setting up Jerome Tang in this basketball team for a run at making it a lavender March Madness. I'll be pumped. I'm not going to get any sleep this week. I'm going to be nervous all week for both of these games. I'm, I'm already feeling it. I'm already feeling it. I have goosebumps, I have nerves, I have excitement, I have all the emotions. Because Saturday, and we had a Saturday like this before. It's like the Big 12 Championship Saturday. Because he had a massive basketball game after that as well. But these are weekends, these are days... That a lot of college basketball and football fans, just college fans, dream of. 
This is what it's all about, my friends. And I can't wait. Because how many college sports fans can say that their college football team is lining up with the potential to have the greatest season of all time and a few later hours later, a first-year head coach who has endeared himself to the fan base unlike any other first-year coach in the history of K-State Athletics. So for, honestly, honestly, except for maybe Bob Huggins. I mean this. I, it, it's, it's Bob Huggins or Jerome Tang. No other first-year coach. And ironically enough, ironically enough, Ron, Ron Prince is probably number three. Ironically enough. Because for Frank, it was all about the players. Chris Kleiman, I mean, he still had his doubters. But we're going to see. It's a massive Saturday. I can't wait for it. Uh, These are the Saturdays that you dream of. That you absolutely dream of. So this has been another kind of random episode. It's a shorter episode. One of the shorter ones. Uh, But I hope you give it a listen. I hope everyone traveling to New Orleans is doing so safe. I I hope, because this is the first episode I've actually recorded after Christmas. I hope everyone had a safe and festive Christmas, safe and festive Hanukkah, and I hope we all are ringing in 2023 on about as high as you can get on college sports. So for Chauncey Bosco, the wonder pup, the best dog in the world, the best co-host in the world, I'm Scott. We love you guys, and go Cats. UK State Wildcats for alma mater fights. Glory in the combat for the purple and the white. Faithful to our colors, we will ever be a fighting, ever fighting for a wildcat victory. Fight, 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 fight. UK State Wildcats for alma mater fight.
Social Podcast Network.